Thanks for joining us for The Whole Spectrum. I'm Katherine Parks, and I'm here with my husband, Eric, to talk about what it means, in the words of Francis Schaeffer, for the Lordship of Christ to permeate the whole spectrum of life. And for us, our view of art in particular. We love to discuss the films we see from a Christian perspective, so we invite you to join us as we cover the whole spectrum of the movie world, from classics to independent films to blockbusters. Hey guys, we're back with another episode, and today we're going to be talking about the Oscars. We just watched the Oscars this past Sunday night, and it was pretty good. Um, you may have a differing opinion on that. <laughs> I think you're a little more cynical, critical when it comes to award shows. Yeah, that's probably fair. I'm not a... I, we used to... I li used to love the Oscars, but I feel like in recent years, either I just wasn't paying attention before... Or they have gotten so preachy. They have gotten and more, super more political. <laughs> I just don't think they're very fun anymore. I did not think this year the Oscars were fun. Well, and two, we they've been more fun when we've had Oscar parties at our house, when we've dressed up like some of the nominated films. Uh, then we get friends involved, and we're filling out our lists. So I think that's more fun. But this year, uh, yeah, we didn't have any of that. Well, I, yeah, the ceremony itself just isn't that fun to me. Well, and I don't know that we were super excited about all the films that were nominated, but um, there are some worth talking about. So why don't we jump right into that? Do you have the list of the top nine Best Picture nominated films? Yes, I have the list. Okay. Uh, why don't we rattle them off, maybe give a quick um, thought or two on each one and whether we recommend it or not. Okay. Ladybird. Lady Bird, yes, I've seen it. I enjoyed it pretty well. I think I needed to be a angsty female <laughs> in the early 2000s to really be able to appreciate it. That's why I think you would enjoy it. Because it's a coming of age kind of. Coming of age. Mother-daughter sort of. And I mean, it was literally happening when, you know, I think it was happening in 2003, kind of maybe loosely based on Greta Gerwig's story, uh, her life, but... Man, yeah, good. It did have a good uh, 90, late 90s, early 2000s soundtrack. Yeah. Well, I appreciated last night. She was interviewed and asked if she could go back what she would tell herself at that age. And she said, be nicer to your mom. Mm, that's a good <laughs> so one. So I think maybe that's some of her motivation in, in making the film, so which yeah. I have not seen. So I thought, yeah, pretty decent. Uh, get Out. Get Out. I've seen it. You haven't. <laughs> Might <laughs> be a common theme. That's going to be the theme of the night. <laughs> Get Out, uh, I really appreciated it, maybe a little bit more so than enjoy it. Uh, it's a horror movie, which is not typically something I get super excited about, but the social commentary that Jordan Peele, the director, kind of provides on racial tension and um, even casual racism, which is referred to a lot in the movie with um, this guy going to meet his white girlfriend's parents one weekend. And they're even saying things like, oh, oh, man, if Obama had been there, I would have voted for him a third term. You know, it would have been so great. Just little things like that that he's kind of rolling his eyes at. Um, anyway, but it was, uh, it, it has, gives you a lot to think about. So uh, I did enjoy that one. Um, again, maybe appreciated it more than enjoyed, but definitely a good movie, a lot of good food for thought. Uh, call Me By Your Name. I've not seen it. Uh, I've got some moral issues with that one. I'm probably not going to see it. 
Okay. Next one. <laughs> uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I did see this one, and you did as well. Sort My experience of. was on the big screen. <laughs> Why don't you explain your experience? I saw it on the way back from India. And on some of these transatlantic flights, especially on airlines out of the Middle East, they are super um, conscientious about editing out any bad language. But instead of like bleeping it out, they replace it with other similar words. Fiddlesticks. So, <laughs> so it's really hard to get the tension of the moment. Although I'd rather not hear the coarse language when they're saying fudge or... Yes, well, and the movie did have a lot of foul language. That was, that was almost distracting to me how much was in it. Yeah, so I mean, I appreciated the movie and um, I think kind of like what you had written on your blog, I, it gave me a lot to think about and kind of stuck with me. What's uh, Can you give a really super quick synopsis on the movie? Yeah, so Frances McDormand plays a mom whose daughter was raped and murdered, and uh, there have been no arrests in the case, and so she decides to um, rent out these three billboards that are right next to each other and use them to call out the sheriff of this small town. Um, for not finding any suspects and not making any arrests. And, um, gosh, it deals with all sorts of things, racism and um, there's a lot of hate and uh, just anger and unforgiveness. And um, there's debate, I think, about whether or not there's true repentance that mm -hmm. happens in the film. And so it's just a lot, I think, to wrestle with. Well, when I saw the movie, I came out of the theater feeling pretty weird about it. I thought I wanted to like this more, but it, the the characters were more like caricatures. Mm. Um, They're pretty broad. I thought some of the things they're doing and saying just are not <laughs> would not happen in real life. Um, but the more that I thought about it, I couldn't I couldn't quite shake the movie. And I th uh, some reviewers have pointed it out. It's kind of more in the vein of a Flannery O'Connor story mm -hmm. when I love her work and so once I kind of viewed it through that lens um, she was quoted some some something is saying like for a, a world that's hard of hearing you draw or you you shout and for the people who have trouble seeing you draw large and startling figures something to that effect and so I think everything that happens in the movie and the characters you see are big and over the top and perhaps even grotesque is a word that, that she might have used but coupled with this grotesquerie and this violence and this, uh, you know, it's a, got a southern flair as well, are these really impactful, just a couple of really impactful moments of grace that break the movie up that I thought were really, really interesting. So I've only seen it once. I think I'll like it more a second time. Um, but overall, I think definitely that's a, that's a solid pick for me. And Frances McDormand won Best Actress. Mm -hmm. Sam Rockwell won Best Supporting Actor. So I was pleased with both of those. Yeah, they, they were really both well. great in it. Um, her acceptance speech was totally weird, but <laughs> I think that's kind of to be expected. Hollywood. She is so fascinating to me. Um, okay, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Saw that in the theater. IMAX, opening night. It was incredible to see in IMAX. Uh, we watched it again when we rented it. Um, what did you think of it on the small screen? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was really... the. The way that the story was told was great. It's kind of constructed where these different timelines are meeting and um, kind of going simultaneously. And so that I thought was great. I mean, I'm sure it would be much better, like, fully immersed mm -hmm. in the theater the way that you saw it. Um, 
but I mean, I think I could still appreciate it. Yeah, I think for me the story structure, the way it was broken down into three parts, something uh, action happening in one week, in a one week time span, uh, another storyline, a one day time span, and then one hour, and how those all came together was very, it was just fascinating. So I wish Christopher Nolan had won Best Director. Uh, he was nominated, but he didn't get it. But I'm not too bitter. So, okay. but overall, excellent movie to me. Uh, the Post. The Post. We both seen this. Yes. I really liked it uh, more so than I imagined I would. I really like um, some of Spielberg's older work, you know, like Schindler's List and Jurassic Park, E.T. Things like that. Not so much his later stuff, but um, Bridge of Spies a couple years ago was good. And then this one I thought was even better. Um, yeah, 1970s, true story about the Washington Post uncovering kind of a big scandal. So, two, yeah. two thumbs up for me. No, I thought it was really um, well done. And uh, we discussed, you and I have discussed how it, it's the kind of story that shouldn't be as riveting as it is, but that's a testament to the way that he made it and um, yeah. the pacing of it. Because so. we know the outcome, and yet the stakes still felt really high. And the tension was really tense. <laughs> Taut. <laughs> hmm, nice. Okay, uh, Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. I've seen it. I was kind of bored by it. Daniel Day-Lewis is good, as always. It's about fashion. Fashion. Uh, he's a London dress dressmaker, and he kind of goes through women, his different muses who come and go. He's inspired by them. Then when he gets bored of them, they're out. Uh, but he's found this new woman who he's just enamored with, um, and things are great. It's this, this interesting little love story. She's younger, he's older, and yeah, he's, he's totally inspired by her, but then she starts to really irritate him because she's somewhat strong-willed and has a voice of her own, and he doesn't really like that. But then there's uh, kind of this change toward the end that makes the movie a little bit more interesting. I won't give it away. But overall, I just kept wondering, okay, it's pretty to look at, there's good acting, but why was this story important to tell? Like, why was it made into a movie? Hmm. So overall, not super impressed with it. Okay. Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour. Gary Oldman was amazing. He had the greatest makeup. He had some really great acting. He was funny. Uh, the movie overall was good. I didn't think it was just great. It, it seemed to be missing a little something. But overall, Winston Churchill... World War II time period plays really well with Dunkirk, I think. So, um, yeah, recommendation for me. Nice. And finally, The Shape of Water. Shape of Water. I've not seen it. Uh, I've purposely not seen it. Um, and this was Best Picture. This won Best Picture and Best Director, Best Score, and maybe Best Production Design. And Best... Uh, I don't know. She didn't win Best <coughs> Actress. No. Yeah, I've got some issues here, I think, with things that I've read, just the amount of sex and nudity and... Um, uh, especially sex with a fish man, mythical fish man. <laughs> Seems not just wrong, but bizarrely wrong. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever see it or not. I think also things that I've read, even based on the preview, the character Michael Shannon is kind of the bad guy in it. Um, but it seems like he's not, he's completely a, a black and white character. No gray, he's just pure evil. I think I had read maybe he even rapes his wife and he's kind of shoving religion down people's throats and using twisting scripture to his own means. Mm. And so for that, you know, that's why I've, I've always kind of struggled with, and I'll get in trouble for this, but movies like Lord of the Rings, some of the fantasy genre, 
because there are so many characters that are either all good or all evil and and there's nothing really in the middle so um, yeah I don't know that I'm super interested in seeing the movie again I've got some moral issues with it um, not to say I won't see it but right now not looking like it so I was a little sad that that won I wanted um, three billboards to win or Dunkirk or maybe even get out but um, alas I don't always get what I want wait I feel like we need to delve deeper into this. Which characters in Lord of the Rings do you think are all good or all bad? Gandalf's all good. Oh, my. Orcs wow. are all bad. <laughs> <laughs> Saruman, does he have any 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 good qualities whatsoever? Oh, he's so or much Sauron? to learn. See, you don't even know the difference. Who cares? Oh, man. You think you're better than me. I do not. <laughs> well, you're going to get some hate mail over this. Um, probably so. I'm hey. going to write it. It will be for <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> cute. So what's, uh, putting you on the spot, what's your favorite movie <sighs> that you saw in 2017? Goodness. I'm just not happy because I don't have one. What if the, what if I, I narrowed it for you and said it has to have wonder in the title? <laughs> oh, I liked wonder. There was not a single no. movie. Or Wonder Woman. Oh, no. I mean, I liked Wonder Woman, but I couldn't say either I just didn't have a favorite. I just didn't like that many movies this year. What about The Big Sick? I really enjoyed The Big Sick. That might be close. I mean, I wish it didn't have some of the content that it did. Again, terrible language. And that makes language. it hard. Yeah, it just makes it frustrating to even recommend. But sweet story. and Yeah, uh, the writing was great. Yeah. And um, I love that it's a true story that uh, Kamel Nanjani wrote with his wife um, about their story, which was really neat. Um, I did like Wonder, but, you know. I liked Molly's Game. Oh, yeah. Um, we enjoyed that, but I like Aaron Sorkin. I'm a big Sorkin fan. Mudbound, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. That was pretty intense, pretty harsh. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was good, well done. But yeah, there's nothing that just really jumped out at me that was a definite favorite this year. Yeah, I didn't think it was just the most strong year of all time. Uh, I was kind of shocked by how much I liked I, Tanya. The Tanya Harding yeah, story. Yeah, and I still haven't seen that one. Yeah, uh, Allison Janney won Best Supporting Actress. She was phenomenal. I love her. Again, just such terrible language in the movie. Um, so, yeah, watch that one with caution. But I thought just the the spotlight it brought to poverty and abuse. Poverty and abuse was um, not the point of the movie, but the fact that it was in there and it was kind of a big part of the story just brought a lot of sympathy from me for, for a character like Tanya, um, but then also empathy and just, uh, man, wanting, wanting her to have a better life and wanting people around me or people that I come in contact with to, you know, to be able to get out of that and just have a, a stable home life, a father, uh, and ultimately come to Jesus. And so I kind of, yeah, my heart went out to uh, Tanya Harding, who's kind of become a punchline, but they did try and make her a, a real a real-life person mm -hmm. that we could empathize with. Well, and I think that um, probably goes somewhat with your favorite movie of the year, The Florida Project, which yeah. deals with some of those same Yeah, exact same themes. kind of thing. It's uh, this little girl and her mom at a motel living right outside of Disney World and, you know, the most magical place on earth. And yet this, I mean, they live in poverty. They live in a motel and they have hardly anything, basically living on welfare. Um, but it's kind of told through the eyes of this little six-year-old girl named Mooney who just runs around with her friends, acting crazy, getting in trouble, having little adventures. And um, things are fine until uh, it's found out that her mom has been doing some 
illegal things to make some extra money. But all the while, there's this, this guy named Bobby, played by Willem Dafoe, who was also nominated for a Best Supporting Actor Oscar this year. And he's the hotel manager, and he takes care of everybody. And even when he's treated like dirt, and people get mad at him, and he's, he's gruff. He kind of offers tough love to people, but man, he just continues. Even when people are almost literally spitting in his face, he's still caring for them. Um, so I saw in, in that character a lot of um, Christ elements. Hmm. So he was one of my favorite characters of the year. So that was, uh, yeah, Florida Project. It's uh, low-budget independent, again, terrible language, um, but it's, it's real, it's honest, and a good look at um, poverty, and again, helps with, with empathy. So, With what you saw in the Oscars and what we know of the winners this year and the nominated films, do you think that the film industry, that Hollywood, did anything to kind of... Um, combat the criticism that seems to increase that they are just kind of out of touch or um, preachy or uh, it seems like this criticism comes around year after year when the highest grossing movies aren't nominated the movies that are nominated don't make any money mm -hmm. and um, people like haven't seen them so What's your impression of, I mean, do you think that they're even trying to, you know, reach out and make inroads to general America? Maybe so. And, and Get Out ended up kind of being this sleeper hit that made, I don't know, I think it maybe even broke 150, maybe $200 million mark at the box office. So for that, for a genre film like horror to get nominated is pretty impressive. And I think that speaks a lot to the really solid writing from Jordan Peele on that one. So to me, that it, it's bringing in a genre film, it's bringing in a diverse cast uh, with that one as well. So so maybe. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's like Moonlight last year, mm -hmm. there's a diversity, but still nobody had seen it. Yeah, it made hardly anything. Uh, Shape of Water, I think people are saying that now that one actually kind of makes sense. It's kind of a throwback to the old, kind of shot in the old Hollywood style, like big elaborate sets, um, really nice production design and lighting and cinematography and kind of this old feel to it. And so again, it's like with that, with Argo, with the artist, movies that have won in the past, it's like, okay, Hollywood just kind of keeps patting themselves on the back mm -hmm. um, and maybe not necessarily taking a lot of risks. Yeah. And like you said, I think Moonlight last year was a risk. Um, but, you know, we all kind of thought La La Land would win last year. Yeah, and apparently for the same reason, yeah. And they, they kind of did, too. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they did. Um, well, yeah, the last little thing. I just thought the shtick last night with, um, so Jimmy Kimmel hosted, and they had a theater of people basically across the street watching a preview of A, a Wrinkle in Time. Time. And the people in the theater didn't know, but they had lined up for Jimmy Kimmel to come over there in the middle of the Oscars with a bunch of Hollywood, you know, with a bunch of celebrities, actors and actresses, and mm -hmm. they're like shooting out hot dogs and handing out, you know, candy and popcorn and whatever else. And they said, you know, it's our chance to thank the people who come to our films. Well, that's super nice, but I don't know. It just rubbed, this is where my cynicism comes out. <laughs> I know it's true, 
but it just felt like, look how much they love us. This is why we mm. do this, because everyone loves us so much. And they all want to know everything that we think about every political issue. Don't you? Well, no. But also, <laughs> I mean, I think there's there's this responsibility of, like, leveraging, and I understand that, like, re leveraging your um, privilege for good mm -hmm. and to advocate for people. But... I don't know. Am I? And you're not well, cynical. I'm not. I'm not cynical. <laughs> <laughs> you should but be. It's I way do more get annoyed. Fun. It'd be different, I guess, if I was watching the Oscars and the Oscars were full of um, conservatives <laughs> or evangelicals. I'd be like, yeah, push that message. I love it. But since it's a lot of liberals and a lot of progressive agendas that I don't always agree with, some of them I do, but not all of them. Um, I think, especially with the Me Too movement, that stuff is great. If we're getting knocking sexual harassment out of the workplace um, and calling out men who are sexual abusers, yes, that's definitely good. But so much of it does get to be really preachy. So I agree, I don't love it. But at the same time, if I've got a platform to speak out for Christ, then I'm going to do that same kind of thing. So everyone's got an agenda. I don't know that I love it, but I, I felt the same way that you did. Like Even though people in that theater we're super excited to see Wonder Woman come in and some of these other great actors you're you're watching it and thinking man what if there's one old guy in the theater who's just like who are these people why are they interrupting my movie I hate this who do they think they are and so I kept thinking yeah I mean don't you want to be that guy I want to be that curmudgeon yes <laughs> so I don't know it's uh, again kind of Hollywood being like hey thank you guys so so much we're so great and we're gonna honor you with our presence tonight I just, do you think it's <laughs> always been that way? Probably. And we just didn't. Yeah, back in, back in the day, didn't Marlon Brando win an award and he sent in a Native American woman in his stead to accept his award? Yeah, but that was him speaking to the industry. I feel like, I mean, you have the Me Too thing, but so much of what they're saying is like speaking to everybody else and not to themselves. That's why yeah. it rubs me wrong. Yeah. Because Marlon Brando was speaking to the Hollywood industry with that. That's fair. So. Okay, I'll be cynical with you if you want me to. Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to make more people miserable. <laughs> oh, babe, I love you so much. So on that uh, cynical note, why don't we go ahead and wrap it up? Because what's the point in like enjoying anything anymore? <laughs> Uh, on a side note, Eric's looking for a new co-host. <laughs> so uh, a lot of these we read, some of these we read straight from my blog. I blog once a year. Uh, so if you guys want to check out my favorites, you can just simply go to www.awalkintheparksmovieblog.blogspot.com. <laughs> Having trouble remembering that? <laughs> awalkintheparksmovieblog.blogspot.com. Super simple. And it gives all of my favorites of the year and about 30 uh, honorable mentions as well. So if you've seen some, let us know. We want to hear about it. We want to see what you liked, didn't like, especially about the Oscar ceremony itself. What was cool, what was annoying, what was preachy, what was heartwarming. Uh, we'd love to hear about it. So hit us up on our Facebook page. You can find us on Twitter, whatever you want. You guys are awesome.